Welcome back to the Catching Feelings Podcast. It's time for an off-season update. So... <laughs> We're only like a month into the off-season. Yeah. So originally, Micah's plans, if you listen to episode like six or something, were to go to North Carolina for January and February to train. But plans change. Yeah. I'm sad. I think it's a this is a metaphor for how life in baseball always is. Yeah, so what happened was one of my hitting coaches with the Phillies thought he was going to have a job at a facility in North Carolina and he just called me the other day and said that he no longer has that position. So, I mean, he said us that we can still go, but we're just going to be working with a different hitting coach. Mm-hmm. And the reason you wanted to go is because you like that hitting Yeah, coach. I specifically wanted to work with that guy. Yeah. So we're going to have to figure out what you're going to do. Yeah, I'm not sure. I've definitely, I've thought about some other options and I've kind of researched some other places. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of what seems to be really good facilities to work out at that like a lot of other pro guys go to and stuff. But it kind of falls into two categories. So one is a lot of players, or a lot of places focus only on pitchers i'm not exactly sure why but there's just like a ton of facilities that are only for pitchers and the other type of facility out there is like strictly lifting and like strength and conditioning and to me like my two main focuses this off season are strength and improving my bat speed so i'm gonna need a batting cage obviously but you also want a place where you can lift yeah So I kind of need to find a place that does both. Also, there's this thing in Hawaii called VOG, which is volcano fog. (laughs) And that's happening right now. So if my voice sounds a little sexier than normal, it's because I'm having some mucus from the VOG. Yeah, you're... Mike is someone who's very susceptible to allergies. (laughs) And so I've never had a problem with the VOG before. Like, it's never been an issue for me, but... For you, it's an issue every year when the VOG rolls around. I think it has to do with the trade winds and which way the winds are blowing. But a volcano erupted, I think, on the Big Island, which is why the VOG is so bad. Yeah. So. When I'm on the mainland, though, I don't feel any, like, seasonal allergies. Really? Well, I know that they have, like, hay fever. I've never... That's I don't like, think I've come across that. Yeah. Well, it's because you always live on the mainland in the summer. Yeah. Anyway... You told me today that you heard a little bit more about what the minor league housing is going to look like for next year, but you didn't hear that from your organization, right? You just (laughs) got it from an article? No, actually my dad found an article online and he sent it to me. Yeah, so most of the information you get is like through Twitter. Yeah, I find out most things through Twitter first. Like actually during the season, we had a guy get traded and he had no idea until he came into the locker room and looked on his phone and... There was a Twitter notification that said he'd been traded. Wow. <laughs> Nobody told him. So my dad sent me the article, and it's about minor league housing. Because back in September, the MLB teams were told that they will be responsible for minor league housing. But they didn't have any like details, further details in September. But now they do. So a memo was recently sent to general managers, assistant general managers, and farm directors outlining the details of the minor league housing policy. The memo notes that leases are not permitted. Players will not sign any lease or utility agreements. Those will now be the responsibility of the major league team. That is an important development for minor league players. Leases often remain 
in a player's names after they are promoted or demoted, requiring them to pay for their lease at their previous level in addition to their new level. All housing options must include a bedroom, bathroom, kitchen, and a shared living space, and all bedrooms must include one bed per player with no more than two players per bedroom. Accommodations must also include all typical appliances. Air conditioning is optional. <laughs> that sounds miserable. Um, all accommodations must include furnishings, including but not limited to tables, chairs, sofas, and a television, as well as cookware, silverware, and linens. That's kind of a lot of requirements. Yeah, except AC is not mandatory. <laughs> it's We're still... going to be in Florida in the middle of the summer. Yeah, um, but most places will have AC. It's still pretty vague, though. Like, it could be anywhere from an apartment with two bedrooms and four people to a giant house with a bunch of people. And I don't know if they're going to find different accommodations for each person or if they're going to try to house you all in the same apartment complex or, like, get an agreement with, like, an apartment complex near the facility. Yeah, it's still pretty not unclear what's going to actually happen. Yeah, and I'm sure they're still trying to figure it out, too. Well, of course, but I think it's definitely a win for minor league baseball players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Oh, it also said in the article that you do have the option to opt out if you'd like to, but then housing is just going to be at your own expense. The question that I had about it, of course, was what would you do if you're married? But they didn't specify Yeah, they didn't yet. say. So, it would be interesting because... If you're married, would you get your own place? That's what you would assume. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, I think it's interesting that they said host families are still an option. Mm -hmm. Which is, well, I say it's interesting because we didn't have host families at any levels this past season because of COVID protocols. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that they're saying it is a viable option for next year. I don't think it's specifically for next year, the host family rule. I think because they're planning to keep these rules in place for the rest of eternity, right? So they need to have something that addresses host families in there for when we do get back to normal. I kind of like the idea of having a host family, though, because I don't think most host families will make you share a bedroom with somebody else. Yeah, except... Like another player. On the compound, they were talking about host families' experiences, and they said that there are some absolute horror stories. Oh. Yeah. It can't be that bad. I don't know. Apparently, a lot of people have some pretty bad experiences. Oh, you know what I just thought of? So, this housing situation, it says that a kitchen is mandatory, right? Mm-hmm. So, does that mean in, even in rookie ball? Oh, that there's... They're a... going to have to, like, find apartments for those guys? I don't know. So, they wouldn't be allowed to house them in the hotels? Yeah. Because does minor league encompass rookie ball, or does it only... I, I guess. Like, is that a part of the MILB? Yeah. It is. So I guess that would be really a huge change for the organization if all the rookie ball players weren't allowed to be housed in the hotel. Yeah. That'd be nuts. Yeah. It's going to, we were talking about this, but it's going to cost the organization a fortune to not only pay for all of this, but to also pay for the salary of the people who have to coordinate all of this. Because there's no way just that one guy is going to be able to coordinate all of the housing anymore. <laughs> also, if they're, if the team is going to be coordinating housing, I hope, do you think that they're going to assign players to certain houses? Or yeah. will you get to pick who you live with? 
I hope they allow you to pick who you live with, but it just adds another step of complications if you get to pick your roommate. Because what if you want a group of four, but they can only find, you know, good houses for three people? Yeah. I don't know. I doubt that they would add that step. I think they should just reimburse us for whatever we pay for, whatever we find. Yeah. Obviously, within reason. Yeah, within reason. Like, don't go out and find a million-dollar mansion to stay at. But, like, if you get if you get three, four, five guys together, you could find a pretty decent place for a pretty good price. And the team should just reimburse us for that. Or at least pay more than $250 a month for housing. <laughs> yeah. They should just uh, buy, like, a 10-bedroom mansion, and then you can fill it up with 10 players right there. Yeah. It That'd would be actually be 20, cheap. because two players to a bedroom. Oh, shoot. Well... I don't want to have to share a bedroom with yeah, somebody. Yeah, and I don't know if 20 guys could f- share one kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think most guys are going to cook anyway. True. Did you guys use your kitchen at all? Only on off days. People would cook? Yeah, a little bit. Only like pasta and stuff. Mm, you never cooked though? <laughs> no. <laughs> Big Chipotle guy. <laughs> Only on off days, which is one day a week. Let's talk about Chipotle really quick. Okay. So, what's your experience with Chipotle? How many times have you had it? Where have you had it? I've had Chipotle four times. Once in California, once in Nebraska, and twice in Florida. Wait, did I say Florida twice? No. No? Okay. Yeah, so four times. And what's your go-to protein? Uh, no, first of all, what's your go-to style of Chipotle? Okay, bowl, well, burrito? I've only had a bowl, and I've only had chicken, and the only time I've been to Chipotle is with you. Oh. Okay. I've never been there on my own. Interesting. Well, I'll talk about Chipotle really quick. Okay. So, I've been to Chipotle 67 times this season. Are you, sh- are you sure that's it? I can look it up. I, I kept a Chipotle counter. Wait, what? Do you- what is it? Like a website? No, no. I was keeping track of how much money I spent this year. Yeah. And so then, every time I type in Chipotle. Oh, I see. Then I could just like search how many times i typed chipotle on the page you know what i'm saying yeah it's not even a, i don't know why i didn't just make a spreadsheet i literally just i made a google doc of how many times you went to chipotle that's a little intense just for the sake of knowing how many times you go there dang it well i've definitely been there 60 plus times this season but um anyway over the course of how many months since the end of march or like beginning of april April, May, June, July, August, September, October. So November doesn't count because I'm home now. So seven months. So let's say you've like been there seventy, times. yeah, seventy times, ten times a month. It's like twice a week, more than twice a week. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Is that a lot? I don't know. That's quite a bit. It's a bit of trolley. <laughs> I'm sure there are people that go to McDonald's like every day. Yeah, probably. There was a span of probably five days in a row that I had Chipotle. Anyway, that's not the point. Uh, my go-to order is always a bowl. I will never, ever get a burrito in my life. Okay, well, have you tried one before? No. Okay. I'm not willing to. Mm-hmm. Because I just compare the size, the amount of food that you get in a burrito compared to a bowl. It's just way more in a bowl. Yeah, also, you're not a messy person. So something I noticed about you, you don't like ribs, you don't like chicken wings. You pretty. I've never seen you eat anything with your hands besides like celery sticks, carrot sticks, and a PB and J. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wings and ribs are like a nightmare for me. Anyway, <laughs> I always get double brown rice. 
Pinto beans. That's a secret hack. Pinto beans are so much better than black beans. Chicken, 10 out of 10 times. I'll never try anything else. Unless I have a free entree reward. Then I'll get like steak or something fancier. But I always get chicken. And then I go mild corn sour cream. Extra cheese. It has to be extra cheese. Dude, the Chipotle cheese is so good. I don't even know why. What kind of cheese is that? Like mozzarella? Yeah, it looks like string cheese. Well, it's all shredded, but yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, Chipotle cheese is elite. It's Hall of Fame cheese. Anyway. What about chips? Chips are a must as well. Uh-huh. Guac is uh, so-so. Too expensive, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. If I have a free reward, then I'll definitely get it. But uh, another secret Chipotle hack that people don't know about uh-huh. is the salad dressing. Okay. Elaborate. So they give you salad dressing if you order a salad, but I just get it from my regular rice bowl. Yeah, and you pour and it I on just top. dump it on top. It's so good. Do you do that every time? So good. No. Also, I saw a trend on TikTok. Okay. And it said maturing is realizing that not all Chipotle locations are the same. Well, I've only been to four. But... And this is something that I've realized before I saw this TikTok. Because when I was in Florida, not so long ago, you know, a couple months, whatever, uh-huh. I used to, I wanted to just like, I had so much time to kill on some days, yeah. I would just drive around for no reason. Yeah. And so I made Chipotle hunting my hobby. So I would just go around and try every single Chipotle that I possibly could within like a 25 mile radius. And More than that. I've talked to you on the phone sometimes and you're driving for like two hours straight. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. So I just try a bunch of different Chipotles, and I realize that some Chipotles are really bad, and some are amazing. How's the one by the hotel? That one is good. Oh, really? That one's a really popular We pretty one. much never go to that one, that's why. Yeah, it's too busy, that's why. Mm. That one, uh, yeah, I don't like that one, because there was a couple times where they ran out of food, Oh. and I didn't realize that until I already like told them to put rice in my bowl, and I go down the line, and there's like there's no corn or sour cream or cheese, and it's like... I'm not just going to get rice and chicken. Yeah. So I don't go to that one anymore. What did you do, though? Just get rice and chicken? Like, you just ate it? Yeah. I wasn't going to tell them, like, just throw it away. That's why. Mm, You're totally like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not that guy. Yeah, you're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. (laughs) Anyway, um, going back to Chipotle. More Chipotle hacks. So the tortilla used to be free if you get, like, an extra tortilla. They charge you a dollar now, so don't get that. Uh Waste of your time. Um... (laughs) <laughs> do people know that you love chipotle like your teammates and stuff i'm not sure but there's definitely been a few times where i've mentioned like i've had chipotle like three days in a row and then guys are like how are you how is your stomach able to handle that uh-huh you don't have stomach issues but i don't see what the issue is because it's literally all fresh ingredients yeah it's not like taco bell yeah and it's just rice chicken like tomatoes corn and sour cream and cheese there's nothing abnormal about that pretty much the only thing that isn't sold at a grocery store like on the shelf is the chicken yeah you could just make this at home like it's all fresh you know anyway like none of it's deep fried like taco bell yeah but But, uh something i've noticed well the main differentiator between a good chipotle and a bad chipotle Mm -hmm. to me are the chips okay because some places make the chips really salty and some don't even like salt it at all. You're just eating a fried tortilla. Mm. I think the thing that you like most about Chipotle is... The price. 
and the portion size the portion oh, yeah, size to price ratio yes there's not a lot of takeout foods that'll like completely fill me up and make me full yeah oh also it's convenient yeah it's like fast casual so you can sit down and it's nice inside oh there's no drive through though yeah but it's fast it's still quick nah drive through's kind of eyewash <laughs> like seriously <laughs> No, the reason I asked if people know if you eat Chipotle a lot is because of what your roommate used to say. What did he say? When you'd go out for dinner. So, like, when you're... No, when I was with the Threshers, we had dinner at the fields, but then since we all got COVID, we were, like, back with rookie ball, but still living in the house. Yeah, before we even get in the car, it's like, we can go anywhere you want except for Chipotle. (laughs) Yeah, so see, people do know that you eat that a lot. Yeah, I think so. But Chipotle is one of the few takeout foods that'll make me full. And it's literally like the cheapest thing you could possibly get. Yeah, and it, it's good the next day too because I don't finish the whole bowl. But when we were in Florida, I would eat like half of it and then save it for the next day and it was still good. That sounds kind of gross. But... Like the rice was a little hard, but it was still good. All right, interesting take there by Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hot takes by Nikki. Um, and then what we're going to do tonight... Wait, is this relevant? I don't know. I'm just going to say it anyway. We're going <laughs> to make... We're going soft topic. We're talking about Chipotle. <laughs> we're going to make the salmon rice bowl. Are we doing that? I thought we were going out. Well, you didn't name any restaurant ideas. Okay, so how our relationship works is we decide we want to eat out for dinner, right? And then usually I see on social media and stuff that the boy asks the girl, where do you want to eat? And she says, I don't care. And then he says, let's eat here. And she says, no, I don't want to eat that. The way our relationship works is we say we want to go out to eat. I make a list of like three or four places. And then you choose from those places where you want to eat. Right? And I feel like it works pretty well. Oh, I thought you were going to say something else. What? (laughs) This is the way I view it. Okay. We decide we want to go eat somewhere. Nikki gives me a list of options. I say no to all of them. (laughs) And then she gets mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you say no to all of them? <laughs> Sometimes. I don't recall, but I, I don't know. I feel like it works out well. Like, I like naming a bunch of different places. I don't know. I hate making decisions. This is why, like, mm. it's just easier to decide for one person than to decide for two. Because you're okay with just, like, making a bad decision for yourself. Yeah. You don't like, make if, it... I, if I go to a restaurant and I'm like, oh, this food sucks. It's like, I don't want to ruin it for the other person, exactly. too. Exactly. But, like, now that I'm back in Hawaii, my normal, like, go-to takeout place would be some kind of poke bowl but you can't get a poke bowl for less than like 16 dollars now it's, it's ridiculous it's yeah. actually crazy it's terrible i'm yeah. not paying 16 dollars for lunch every day yeah no it's actually that's like two chipotles literally, actually micah, that's how i started to measure things no micah measures his life in chipotle bowls literally i would go to like lululemon or something mm-hmm. and look at a 60 dollar pair of shorts and be like are you kidding me i'm not buying that i could buy like six chipotle bowls or whatever yeah so <laughs> and you've been doing that like way too much too yeah measuring your life in chipotle bowls because like eating food is essential for living we should uh, we should turn this into a food episode okay so me and nikki just went to whole foods because she had to buy a turkey for thanksgiving mm-hmm. meanwhile i was starving because nikki was running all over the place trying to find a turkey <laughs> We were anyway, not running all over the place. Yeah, we were. Anyway, nah, going to grocery stores here is like hectic. There's just too many people. There's tons of people. And like the store is too small, you know what I'm saying? We the were aisles at... are like too narrow, so you're like bumping with people. Yeah. There was one point where we were at a crossroads with two other shopping carts, and we all just stopped and looked at each other for like a good 15 seconds. Yeah, I wanted to fight both of them. <laughs> 
So I decided to get a piece of pizza from Whole Foods. It, that they make pizza. So I, <laughs> I got one. I got one slice of pepperoni, and the cheese one was like calling my name. So I got one slice of cheese, but it wasn't just regular cheese. It was three cheese. Three cheese pizza. Yeah. I don't know what kind of cheeses are on there. Probably mozzarella and like. I don't know. Irrelevant. Continue with the story. Goat cheese or something. (laughs) Lamb cheese. I don't know. Um, Anyway, we we checked out. Wait, lambs make wool. No, they don't. They make milk. We checked out our groceries and my pizza and started driving home. I couldn't wait till we got home because I was so hungry. So I started eating my pizza in the car. Uh And then... I was just having the time of my life eating this pizza. You were like smiling from ear to ear. It was so good. And I made a comment. I was like, you make the pizza. Well, you asked me, you're like, do you want to bite of this pizza? I was like, no, I'm chewing my gum. And I bought an, a smoothie bowl for later. Anyway, I made a comment that was like, you made the pizza look so good. So it's making me want it. Yeah, people tell me that a and lot. And yeah, you said people tell you that all the time. People always tell me that when they watch me eat, it just makes them want to eat more. I think it's because you take really big bites. And you smile when you eat. Yeah, eating makes me so happy. <laughs> That's actually... Wow, I'm a fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, food podcast. What's your favorite food, Nikki? What's my favorite food? Yeah, aside? Ready? I just said it, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most girls would... Not eat, well, aside is a good answer, though. Yeah, it is. But I feel like most girls would answer pasta. I don't really like pasta that much. I actually love pasta. I used to be a pasta fiend, but it's hard to find a good pasta. Like, if I go to a restaurant, I don't want to order a fettuccine Alfredo. Like, I could just make that at home. Oh. Uh, I want to order, like, a fish. That's true. Or something, you know? Yeah. Like, I used to always go to a Japanese restaurant and order udon. Or I would go to an Italian restaurant or any restaurant and order a fettuccine Alfredo or, like, a pasta, a la vodka. Yeah, we could just make that out of a box at home. Yeah, like I would rather order the macadamia nut crusted fish. (laughs) (laughs) Or like the ahi katsu. Oh, where should we go for um, like Christmas dinner? Our Christmas dinner? Yeah, me and you. Just me and you. Should we go to one? Yeah. Are you asking me on a date right now? Yeah, let's go on a date. Okay, I accept. Let's go to... Well, if you ask me, you have to choose a location. Last year... What? That's not how this works. Yes. No, I make the plan to do something. You decide what to do. Okay, fine. It's a balance. Anyway. Now you're right. I should pick. But anyway. <laughs> last year, was that for Christmas when we went to Roy's? That was for Christmas. Yes. Wow, was that a year ago? No, that's for our anniversary. No, our anniversary was in September. Yeah, I was home. Cause, uh, oh, COVID? Yeah, COVID year. I don't know what that was for. Anyway. Well, we went to Roy's at one time. Mm-hmm. But Roy's is actually really good. Yeah, it is. That was my first time eating at Roy's. Roy's Hawaii Kai. What did you get? I don't remember. You got like three different kinds of fish or something, yeah? Yeah, it was a macadamia nut crusted fish with a salmon and another type of fish. I've been really into fish lately. Yeah, fish is good. Mm-hmm. It's good for you, too. I got like the chef's choice or whatever it was. I don't know. It was really good, though. Yeah. But I've been to Roy's a couple other times with my family usually around the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And there was one time that I was looking through the menu and I saw meatloaf on there. And Roy's is like a pretty, not like super fancy, but like pretty expensive restaurant. It's like a $30 meatloaf or whatever. 
I'm like, $30 meatloaf at Roy's? That has to be like the best meatloaf you ever had in your life. So I, I had to order it. Because they're not just going to serve me some basic meatloaf. Yeah. So I got it. By far the best meatloaf I've ever tasted in my life. Seriously? Yes. If you ever go to a fancy restaurant, order the meatloaf. Well, if I... I've never really had meatloaf before. Yeah. Are you even American? Yes. But I've just never had meatloaf. Isn't that like the atypical... No, the most typical American family dinner? I don't need a lot of ground beef. You make like... like, Turkey? Impossible burger or whatever. I only eat ground turkey. And I also have an Asian mother and Asian father, and they only cook Asian food. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Anyway, do a sign off. All right. Thanks, guys. Signing off. Over and out. Huh? No, no, no. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Catching Feelings podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes. Over and out. Uh, yeah.